is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. We bring you a special bonus episode today, where Eric and I are going to talk turkey. That's right, it's the Thanksgiving special bonus episode. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic today, Todd. Um, I'm excited to talk turkey. Um, I know you you and uh, everyone else in the meat-eating, carnivorous world uh, would love to hear nothing more than us discussing turkey on this fine day. Well, if you're an American, which it's fortunate for our Canadian listeners, this is a double drop. And just, just for the Canadian listeners, we're also dropping our music rank to the Guess Who? A delightful oh, Canadian perfect. band. Yes. So, so we've got the northern and central portions of North America covered this week. Now, for the rest of the world, our international listeners, there are like 200 other episodes you can choose from. Grab one. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We, we can't cover all the bases all the time. So, and for that, I'm thankful. So that, That's great. Now, I, I do believe that Canada does have somewhat of a Thanksgiving. It's just not same day, same concept. But I, yeah, it's it's earlier in the year, and I don't know anything more about that than that. And the only reason I know that is from an episode of How I Met Your Mother, which is primarily most of your knowledge base. <laughs> I hear I've, I probably hear so, that uh, more frequently than the next guy. That oh, I know that from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that's um, yeah, no. yeah most of the Good big show. words I I know from uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan on uh, '90s wrestling commentary. That's how yeah, I know. See. Uh, larger yeah. words so we all we all have our database that doesn't have to just be webster's dictionary or the encyclopedia britannica so indeed um take, so we're take gonna it talk where you can get it that's it we're mm. gonna talk turkey todd because you said hey should we do a thanksgiving episode and and go through and and list um you know things we're thankful for and so forth and i said todd you know i would love to do that but i have more pressing issues that i really have to take care of because this year it being a covid thanksgiving and all um, Lainey and myself, Lainey is the 10, 10 year old daughter. Uh, we have decided to make a turkey. And with that being said, we've never made a turkey before. We've partaked in eating turkey, but this is going to be a general, uh, a big feat for us. And uh, we would enlist the help of Professor Todd, but most importantly, Todd, uh, someone who's actually cooked a turkey before. Oh, yes. And I, I, enjoy, I love cooking, I love eating turkey. Uh, and I enjoy cooking turkey, and I think I do a, a pretty good job of it. I think I've made a couple of turkeys and brought them over to your place. Um, you know, I'll let you be the judge as to whether they were, you know, good or not. But I yeah, believe so. I, I, from what I remember, I know I have a, an awesome picture of you with a turkey, which has been oh, banned yeah. from the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow, somehow that ended up looking just, I don't know, slightly pornographic, and I, I don't know how comfortable I, I Maybe I'll let you post it for this one on the old website. But yeah, it, it's, I'll blur it out. I'll blur out all the thing. privates. <laughs> <laughs> but we kept saying, um, Todd, put the, put your clothes back on. Put your clothes on. Dirk, we kept screaming it, but you know, you just didn't listen. So you know, so, so you got to be free. You know, that's all I'm saying. So here's the big question, because as the folks are listening to it, it it's it's the day before Thanksgiving, so there's not a whole lot of time to prep. At this point, Eric, do you, is your is your turkey thawed? It's in the process. All right, so let's okay. Let's 
behind the curtain real slightly. So, Todd, how much does a turkey cost? You know, it's been a while since I've bought a turkey, you know, what with the living amongst the vegans and vegetarians. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to get a whole turkey just for me. That's That, that okay. ends up being a lot of waste. So, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I bought a turkey and how much it costs. Well, this is, this is what happened to me the other day when we bought the turkey, okay? So, from what I understand, you have to thaw it out for at least five days if it's frozen, okay? The guidance there is you need 24 hours of thawing time for every five pounds of turkey, provided it's it's frozen solid and you're going to thaw it out by letting it sit in your fridge. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's fantastic information already. So, we went to a Kroger, and the it was Mission um, Turkey. Laney and I went right. and masked up. Didn't touch anything, didn't look for anything, but yet a turkey and a baster because we did not have a baster. So found mm. the baster pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, you, you, need, you need that baster. Did you get a plastic one or a glass one? You know, I believe it's plastic. It costs around $3.75. Okay, okay. Quick quick side note on the on the plastic baster. Depending on what kind of pl- – like if, it is, if it's like a hard plastic, mm. be careful with the temperature changes. Because you're plunging that boy into the into the juices that are in the oven that are super hot. Okay. If you you want to warm the baster like in some hot water before you do that because if your your baster is cold, and you throw it into that heat, it will crack. And the second you get a crack, like the whole theory behind a baster, yeah, is to create that sort of vacuum. Uh huh. You know, so if you've got a crack somewhere in it, that all goes out the window and your baster is useless. I found that out the hard way twice. <laughs> Okay. All right. So basically so, warm it up prior to that's fine. We can make that yes. happen. All right. Yes. So we bought this baster. So we're running around and we really didn't even know where to look for turkeys. Um, slowly, but surely we found it and it was for it's frozen solid and it was 14 to 16 pounds. I think it was around 15 pounds or so. We'll just that's a, split it in half. That's a good turkey. That's uh, all right. So the cool thing is that it said the normal price was $22, right? Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know any better. I assume that's the price of the turkey. Then there was a nifty little thing that was like save with Kroger, and it said right. five dollars and whatever. So you would assume that was what five dollars off. Right. So you're talking seventeen dollar yeah. turkey for a fifty. Yeah. yeah seventeen dollar turkey for a fifteen pound bird. That's that's nice. That, that's yeah, pretty so okay. I think. I go to the self checkout and I check out the baster, and it was three dollars and seventy five cents, I believe. And then I check out the turkey, and the total bill came out to eight dollars and fifty cents or what what have you. And oh, I said, geez. Hmm. I said, uh, what's going on here? And I didn't ask anybody because, you know, obviously I'm not. <laughs> but I looked at it and I said, oh, they uh, so they marked the turkey down to $5, where I think the person who made the tag was supposed to take $5 off. So I got a 14-pound, let's say 15-pound turkey for $5. The baster cost nearly more than the freaking turkey. So Sounds like um, Black, Black I, Friday came early. <laughs> yeah, I, well, the thing is, if I would have known better – I would have went back in because I swear they did it with all of the turkeys. Right. Because right, uh, right. the yellow sticker on the bottom, which I thought was like save $5, they were all around the $5 mark. I would have went back in there and bought up all those turkeys, thrown them in the freezer, and, oh, or, yeah. just, and or just gave them away for Christ's oh, yeah. sake. Oh, yeah. um, so the, the benefit of this now, where before I was kind of worried about ruining a 20 dollar turkey and you know right. now i don't really have to worry about the cost <laughs> aspect of it right I, to, right truth be told now that you're telling me i have more to worry about the baster breaking than the actual turkey <laughs> being ruined well there you go so there you go so all right so that is from pricing standpoint i don't know if i got the deal of the century i don't know if that's like what they do the expiration date was january 
So it's not oh, like yeah. they were like, oh, you have to eat this by tomorrow and it's thawed. So good luck. You know, it wasn't that wasn't the case. Right. So. Right. I think I know. I mean, a nice little screw up. Yeah. No, that works. Reap the benefits, my friend. Right yeah, on. So. So we have a turkey. So let's let's think here. Five pounds. So we'll just say uh, what do you say? Three days basically would be enough to unthaw my turkey. If if you're if you're gonna thaw it in in the fridge, which is yeah, generally generally the preferred method. That um, is what if, we're doing right now. For for those folks who are listening, you know, the day before is like, oh crud, I missed my window. There are a couple of pieces that still work in your favor here. If you don't have the luxury uh, or time of thawing it out in the fridge, you can use what they call the cold water method, which basically is you put it in a pot, you put cold water over it, and that will thaw it. And you change the water out every 30 minutes, and the the math on that one is basically 30 minutes per pound. So if it was still rock solid, it's going to take you about for yours that would be what about seven and a half hours, just okay. in cold in cold water. You change it out every 30 minutes, and it's important to use cold water. Warm water, you think okay that's going to thaw it quicker. Don't do that because warm water you, you you run the risk of introducing a fun environment for you know bacteria and stuff you don't want that you want to keep it cold i mean you want it to thaw but you need to keep it cold yeah so if you're listening to this on wednesday and you're like crap it's still in the freezer <laughs> solid solid as a rock you're not out of options you still you still got some time and the the last thing i'll say on the thawing front is even if your turkey isn't completely thawed out you can still bake it like it's not going to hurt any i mean you don't want to take it straight out of the freezer and try and put it in the oven that's not going to go well for you but if it's not quite completely thawed out you can still make that turkey it's going into the oven just make sure its internal temperature still hits 165 and you'll be fine can we can we can we ask the real dip, the, the hard question here the, the real sure. question if it's the <laughs> if you're making a turkey why are you turning mm-hmm. to us the day before? <laughs> That's the real question. Well, well, you know, Eric, we, hmm. you know, I, I, I mean, you, you make a very valid point, and under normal circumstances, I would be all with you and and saying, "Come on, people, plan a little bit ahead." But you know, these are these are tricky times. You're this right. It's definitely right. A, a unique Thanksgiving to where you know there are a lot of people who thought they were kind of holding out for that hope that maybe things would be good enough that we could all get together at, at grandma's. And that, you know, Aunt Susie was going to make the turkey. Well, Aunt Susie ain't coming and grandma's is not a thing. Oh, crap. I need to get a turkey. Like, I can see how that could happen. And I'm not going to give the people too much, uh, you know, hard time for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would any, just assume any, that you <laughs> went to recipes.com or so forth, as opposed to, you know, searching for a podcast on turkey making. But, hey, we will take any we'll take everyone any way we can get them. So there's no, right. no, no issues here. Just questioning a little bit of the judgment. But, no, that, that, uh, and that's fair. That, that, like I said, any other year, that'd be absolutely legit. And I would hop on that train with you in mercilessly mocking the poor plannings. But uh, I'm going to cut them some slack this year. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Well, Todd, let me tell you this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the wonderful steps of possibly uh, making this turkey uh, ready to eat. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken, but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Bedline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. 
Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Todd, we were just discussing, uh, you know, how to unthaw the turkey. Now it's it's time to dress the turkey. I printed out several recipes, and some of them are more elaborate than others. One recipe was just like a five steps, real quick five steps, and most of them are super easy. And the other one's like 17 steps, something really ridiculous. 14, I'm sorry. Right. So let's just let's talk about your preparation, and I'll tell you what kind of what they're telling me to do as well. Well, I'll give you the classic. Todd method, which is a, a pretty close to the same thing as the ancestral Mahersey turkey method. Okay. So for us, a turkey is always stuffed. I know there are folks yes. who do not stuff their turkeys. I don't quite understand that. A, because that's just not my experience. And B, putting the stuffing in the turkey helps keep it moist and tasty. If you don't do that, it can dry it out a little bit, which is not my jam. I'm not into the turkey jerky. I want that nice juicy turkey with the gravy and everything so yeah i always i always go with the stuffing or dressing depending on who you are and where you're from and how you call that i've always called it stuffing because you stuff it into the turkey to me dressing turkey would be like putting in a little tuxedo which might be adorable but i can't imagine tastes great so it all starts thanksgiving morning your thawed turkey and inside the cavity there they've got all the extra bits the giblets if you will it's got like the turkey neck and the heart and the liver and the gizzard. And I can't remember what all the other pieces are. And to be honest, I don't know that I could even really identify them, but they mm-hmm. all are in there. They're in like a little pouch. You want to pull that out and open that up and you want yourself a big old pot on the stove. And you want to fill that bad boy with water and you want to toss into that basically the contents of that bag. Now, there are some that say that you want to not put like the liver. I feel like there's one other thing you don't want to put in there because they're like your liver, you know, it processes from a biological standpoint, it processes all your stuff and strains out the bad stuff kind of a thing. And therefore putting that into your food is not maybe the best plan, but people eat liver. So I just grab the whole contents of that bag, throw them in the pot. Okay. Okay. Throw them in there with like a stick of butter and you, and you just get that bad boy boiling. Now, while that's boiling, you want to take some celery and some onions. Quantity, it's kind of up to you. Like, it's normally like eh, three or four sticks of celery, like about a half an onion. Then you want to dice that stuff up. Now, some people like to have that stuff chunky. Like, some folks like big old chunks of celery in there. I do not. So I dice that stuff up super fine. Okay. Right? And then you put that in the water. And basically, you're making sort of a broth sort of a situation with that you want to just let that boil and boil and my normal sort of method is to basically let it go until the neck starts is on the verge of disintegrating because you don't want it to actually disintegrate because then you've got neck bones that you got to go through and pick out (laughs) but if it gets to the point where it's real it's real soft and you've got that that you know turkey flavor in there and then you go and you scoop out all of those those bits you leave the onions and the celery and the broth in there but you pull everything else out right so what this gives you is this gives you a nice broth that works as a base for two purposes one it gives you what you're going to put into your stuffing so you can infuse that directly into the stuffing and two it gives you some extra fluids you can put over the turkey which will eventually be what you're using to baste the bird with you follow you with I don't know how yeah, much I'm, this I'm from your recipes. I don't know if you're taking notes. Oh, I didn't, even, gonna, I didn't even. I didn't even. You can listen really back to the, the episode. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
I'm, I'm, I'm waiting so, for this conversation before I figure out what kind of hard work I have to do to actually learn what to do. That's fair. That's fair. So the other thing that I normally throw into the broth are spices to give, give it that, again, a little bit of that extra flavor, a little bit of that quick infusion. And sage is good. Parsley is good. There is a, there's, there's a seasoning you can get called poultry seasoning that just has all sorts of stuff in it. That's just good. It's, it's like the pumpkin spice for turkeys. I personally yeah. am a huge fan of Lowry's seasoned salt and seasoned pepper. So I'll splash some of that in there. Uh, okay. And then the key piece for a Todd Turkey is a spice that is simply called savory. It's a powder. I, I don't know what exactly it is or what it is, but for when it comes to cooking chickens, turkeys, any kind of poultry, that stuff is the magic bullet. Throw a good bit of that in there. Like I said, you want to brew that down, pull out all the actual turkey bits. And then the other thing you want to do, which again, I found out the hard way, is you want to let that stuff cool a bit before you actually try to use it in the stuffing. Because <laughs> okay. the actual stuffing... Like the ancestral recipe is mom would get like loaves of bread and put them in a bowl, open-ended, like on top of the fridge and let it all dry out naturally <laughs> to get, to get like the breadcrumbs. That's more time and effort than I'd like. Plus we have you know, cats in the house that'd be crawling through it. I just get the bags of breadcrumbs, the stuffings. You can get the, the crumbly yeah, bit or the, the croutons shaped ones. I normally grab one of each and sort of mix and match. Well, could um, you just use the 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 turkey stuffing from stovetop? You can. Is that the you same can, thing mean, you're talking about? It, it's it's got a bunch of like spices and and stuff, sort of like put it like I think with stovetop, it's just like you add butter, you add water, boom, it's there. The bread because okay. you're because I'm cooking up the broth to do that. I've never tried mm -hmm. that with stovetop. I think that might be a bit too much. So I just well, that is what the recipe I'm looking at is saying to do. And that's why it's only five things. Because okay. It's not telling you to do too much, it looks like. But well, yeah. we'll, we'll see if we'll determine that. It depends if I will <laughs> be able to make it to get these breadcrumbs or not or, or so forth. Yeah. Well, and so what you do is you take those breadcrumbs, you throw them in a giant bowl, and you start adding fluid to it until it's moist. Now, clearly, you don't want to turn it into bread soup. And you don't want it to be no. too dry either. So you kind of put a little bit in. You wash your hands real good and sort of work it around until you get a nice – nice consistency and that's why again you want to make sure that stuff has cooled you don't want to take it straight out of the boiling pot put it into the stuff and then thrust your hands into it that is a bad idea take it from me <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah it's not it's not great and then like you said you, you just mix that around now at this point if you wanted to put some more onions or celery into it like if you kept some raw chopped up aside you can mix that in there with that like i said i tend to not be that fond of those i mean they'll still cook inside the bird so you can do that uh if you want i normally skip that and it's just the breadcrumbs the broth are made mix that all up it all it all gets to a good consistency um and then your stuffing is ready to be stuffed so okay meanwhile normally while that's boiling down i will i will start prepping the rest of the bird so you know you've got it out of its container you've got all the giblets out you want to take some cold water and give it basically a bath you want to rinse it all down, just all that. Flush the cavity, pour lots of water in there, clear all that out. And then you want to get salt and basically sort of salt the interior. Just grab a hand, handful of salt, throw a bunch of, of salt in there. I'm not really sure what it's supposed to do. I just know that's something mom always did, and it worked out well, okay. so I've rolled with it. All right. Um, there you go. And then the other thing that you, you do as prep is get yourself some butter. Probably, I mean, there's a lot of butter that goes into this. If you've got uh, cholesterol problems, 
you're going to be taking a day off <laughs> with the with the turkey because uh, it's probably about a stick's worth of butter. You want to make sure it's good and soft. And basically, you want to cover the turkey in that like it like you were putting sunblock on your child for a day at the beach, like a real thick layer <laughs> of butter. Well, and that's 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 what okay. kind of gives gives the turkey that golden brown. If you if you, if yeah, you enjoy no, the you know that. the crispy skin, that's that. That's you what want has that. to happen. Absolutely. So. While the water's doing its thing, you're doing this to the to the to the turkey itself, getting that all all prepped and ready. And by the time you're ready with the stuffing, the bird is ready to be stuffed. So you just pack that cavity full full of that. You don't want to go crazy. You don't want to like compress it like you're you know trying to turn coal into diamonds. It's 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 a loose sort of stuffing because you know it's going to expand. And the last thing you want is for your turkey to you know bust open. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what forces would need to be in play for the bread to create that much pressure to actually split a turkey. But you don't want to take that risk for Thanksgiving, Eric. So it's it's, no, it's sort of a no. loose a loose pack. And keep in mind that there's the main cavity. There's also kind of one up top where the neck was. You want to throw a little bit up in there. And then the trick that mom always did was you take the end of a loaf of bread, the, the heel or hill or this the, the end piece, and mm-hmm. when you're all done stuffing, you put that over the end, sort of like a little cap to kind of keep it all in there. Because otherwise, you can run into a situation to where, you know, if there's juices in the bottom of the pan and it gets there, you like it sort of comes out and you get a weird okay. sort of stuffing broth soup. And that'll end up clogging your baster. But putting that sort of bread okay. cap in there kind of helps keep everything everything in there. All right. I'm, I'm following you. All right. So, and then you that's just kind of put it on. Just to tell you that, I'm going to tell you right now, that's oh, a lot of oh, work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be your morning. Get, yeah, how much all that. time do, should, I, should I spend here? It says prep time. Now, this, this recipe says prep time 30 minutes. I think that's a little bit well, more than 30 minutes. This one here says 20 minutes. I don't, I don't know what they're well, talking about. Well, again, again if, if your recipe isn't having you make the broth from scratch and you just oh, throw some hot water in there, then, yeah, that's going to make your prep time less. Like mine's going to be a little more time because you're like making this stuff all more or less from scratch. Yeah, no, I get you. All right. So when when you're done doing all this, how do you prep it to get it in the actual oven? You, so we bought a giant so pan. So most turkeys I, nowadays. I bought a giant right, pan. You want, yeah. You want to roast it. You, you, you need a giant roasting pan. Do you get like an actual pan pan or did you get one of the like disposable aluminum jobbers? No, I bought an actual pan, and it came with like okay. a grate type thing that you can kind of stand up or whatever. It basically that, keeps it from touching the bottom. That was going to be the next piece, is you need some sort of something there to keep it from touching the bottom, to keep it sort of up out of the juice. Because otherwise, you get okay. a turkey with a soggy bottom, and that's, I mean, it'll work. It'll still be fine, but not my preference. So sure. if you've got a sort of a, sort of a little, little rack under it, that is ideal. Does your roaster have a lid? No. Okay. Do you, then what you want to make sure you have is some heavy-duty aluminum foil, because okay. the portions of the cooking you are going to want to cover it. Okay. The other portions you're going to want to have it uncovered, so that that actually works out just fine. So you got the bird stuffed. Normally they've got you know the little wire thing that you use to put the legs in place, which is good. The wings, you want to like fold those back behind itself, like. I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe this without having visuals. Have you ever seen a soldier standing at parade rest where they've got like their arms in the small of their back, their hands crossed? You basically want to do that with the wings. Like the wings normally sort of point up. You want to flip those around backwards and put them like in wedge them in the back of the bird. Okay. And it's really, 
it's hard to describe once you're there with the turkey you'll 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 give it a little twist and it'll they'll sort of lock in place there and you'll see what i mean fair enough so you flip those around you put the legs in the thing and you sit it in the pan on the little rack boom it's normally at this point where i will take some of that leftover broth and kind of just give it a quick baste kind of helps melt the butter and get that in there and you don't want to like fill the bottom of the pan you want to have a little bit of fluid in there but you don't want to like take it all the way up to the rack because as you cook the turkey it's going to you know create its own juices like i say you don't want it to be swimming you're not looking for a, a turkey hot tub you're just looking for a little bit of fluid in there to keep it all all cooking well so you throw a little bit in there i normally keep the broth like on the stove close at hand in case things aren't as juicy as i want you can always throw a little bit extra in as you go but don't go too heavy on the front end because really what you want is the juices from the turkey that kind of get kick-started with the broth, not just mostly the broth, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And I guess I'll cut forward a little bit in that the key, one of the key pieces for making a turkey for me is also making gravy for which you're going to use these juices. So you need a good bit of these juices for a really good gravy. Yeah, okay. Didn't think about that, but yeah, we'll need some juice. Yeah. Yeah, we'll need some gravy. Yeah. So you throw it in the pan, you give it a, a quick baste. Normally at this point, I will give it another quick sprinkling of like some Lowry's and maybe a little bit of savory just on, on the, the surface skin. Just to, again, get, get a little bit on there, get a little bit into, into the juices, just to sort of infuse that flavor a little bit more. You want to take your aluminum foil and cover the bird. Now, the key thing here is you don't want the foil to actually come in contact with the turkey. So you, you want to kind of arc it over like a super dome situation when you're, you're sure. putting it over and kind of clamp it to the pan. But you, you want to try and keep it from actually touching the turkey. And then once you've got that, it is it is ready. Now, what you generally want to do and what I would say, kick this off as you're stuffing the bird is you want to preheat your oven to like 450. It's not going to bake at 450, but by preheating it to 450, it makes it good and super hot for the starter. Okay. Right? All right. When you go to actually put the turkey in, you want to tone that back down to 350. Because that's okay. the temperature you're actually going to bake it at. But giving it, giving it that initial yeah. heat blast to get the oven all super hot and good is a good thing. Then dial it down to 350, pop her in the oven. And for a stuffed turkey, you generally want to cook 15 minutes per pound of turkey. So I'm not going to do the math now on the fly, but you got a 15-pound bird, 15 minutes per you're looking at what three somewhere between three and four hours worth of cooking sure i think is how that math works out and the listeners who are quicker on the math are yelling at their phones with the exact figures and we all very much appreciate your input we yeah, can't three, really hear three, it or share almost it the rest four of the hours group, but yeah yeah so you put it in there you close the oven and you walk away now personally i normally run with like about a 30 minute basting schedule so you know half hour later you go in you pull open the covering you get in there with the baster and just give it a wash. Make sure you, you get every little bit a little, little dampened with the juices there. It also gives you a good chance to see how much juice you've got going. Like I said, you want to have a the right amount of juice in there. Not so much that it's up to the bottom of the little, little, little uh, rack, but you don't want it to get too dry in there either. So if you need to throw some more of that broth in to keep that going, go for it. If, you, if you've got plenty in there, hooray. If it starts to get a little too high, pull that out, put it in a pot, keep that separate you're going to want that for later but you don't necessarily want it in there right now after you baste it you know put put the the covering back on it pop her back in lather rinse repeat every 30 minutes 
until you get to within the last eh, 45 minutes, half an hour, at which point that's when you take the, the foil off. Cause at okay. this point it's, 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 it's probably cooked pretty well. And you want to like, let that, the, the outside, the skin get that direct heat so it can, you know, get all tasty golden Brown and, and this skin can get all crispy and, and delicious that way. Okay. The last thing as far as cooking turkey goes is you want to have a thermometer, a meat thermometer. I know they make them with a the little pop-up thing. I've never trusted the little pop-up thing. <laughs> Just because, well, I mean, p- poultry, no, poultry I forgot can that be a existed. dicey situation. Yeah. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I just forgot they existed. Yeah. Because yeah. you do not want to undercook poultry. That's like food. No. Se- that's like food poisoning. No. Danger. So get yourself get yourself a meat thermometer. And what you want to do is you want to make sure the inside is up to 165. Normally, you want to check that in the thigh uh, or in the breast. Now, you want to be careful. You don't want to, you know, poke that bad boy in too deep because otherwise you're just sort of getting the temperature of the stuffing, <laughs> which is not really yeah. what you're after. Uh, and you also want to make sure that you're not, you know, pushing it in and touching bone because that will throw off your calculations there. But okay. <laughs> The, you know, the old guidance was if you poke, if you, you, you pierce the skin and the fluids come out clear, you're good to go. Well, depending on your lighting and how good you are at Keller vision, that's, that's harder to do. Just use a thermometer, 165, go with it. And if, if you're at that four hour mark and it's still not doing it, just be patient. Like you (laughs) waiting those extra, you know, 15, 20 minutes for it to cook is better than waiting for four hours in the emergency room because you've got, you know, food poisoning. Yeah, no, I agree. We don't want to, we don't want to have that experience the first time I've cooked, you know, cooking a turkey. I mean, I guess if you're looking to not ever have to cook a turkey again, I imagine it's a surefire way to make that happen, but let's not. Laney and I are excited about this, to be quite honest. Oh, no, it's, it's good fun. It's great. It's, it's a wonderful sense of accomplishment when you can put out, you know, food of that magnitude and have it be good. And, you know, it kind of makes the holiday well, with it being Thanksgiving. So, no, it's it's, yeah. a, it, it's exciting, good stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if I can screw this one up. But I think eh, we'll be fine. I think you we'll got this. Good. You got this. So, yeah, once once you're at 165, you pop that bad boy out of the oven. Generally, you want to let the turkey rest for 15 minutes before you carve it. There's some science there that I could pro- possibly professor Todd for you, but there's something about letting it sit for a bit out of the heat makes it so that when you go to slice it up, it goes a lot easier and you don't just shred the thing to ribbons. Mind you, I told Lainey that she needs to start watching YouTube videos and that's the one bit of information she brought back to me so far. Yeah. <laughs> so, good, so we've good. gone on talking group for 35 minutes about what you need to do. And she just said, yeah, you just can't carve it right when you pull it out. So see, glad that YouTube is teaching she's, these kids. She's, she's on top of it. That's a beautiful thing, which is fine. Cause normally in that time, that's, that's where you can, you know, get, get your gravy going on. So the gravy, yeah. the gravy is pretty straightforward. Like basically you take all the juice that you can, you, you get it out of the bottom of the pan, you put it in a pot. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't have enough, if you've got some of that broth left, that'll work too. But you want to get a, get a whole bunch of that, put it in the pot. Okay. And basically heat it up pretty much to a boil, right? And really all of your flavor is in that. Like it, the only reason that's not already gravy is because it's, you know, runny like water. You just need to thicken it up for the most part. Okay. And yeah. and that piece is, is real easy. Get yourself some cornstarch. 
And normally what I do is I take like a coffee mug, like a big old coffee mug, and I'll put like a, a tablespoon of cornstarch in there, in the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And what you, what you want to do is you want to grab a fork, and you want to get your, your tap, your kitchen tap water going hot, as hot as you can get it. Let it run until it gets good and hot, right? And then this, this is a little bit of a quick move, so you got to kind of time this correctly. Make sure you have a whisk close at hand by the stove where you've got your your, your gravy going but basically okay. you want to take you want to take the coffee mug and put it under the under the hot water fill it with water and you whisk it around with the fork because if you don't want to just put the cornstarch in the mug and then just put water in it and then stir because the cornstarch will like clump so by mm-hmm. stirring it in super hot water it'll make the nice suspension uh, if I can start using chemistry terms here of the sure. cornstarch in there and then you pour that into the pot, which the, the the gravy base should be boiling. You pour that into the boiling stuff, and you immediately start whisking. And you whisk that around until it starts to thicken. And then you can turn that from the high heat where it's boiling down to like a, a low. And you want to keep whisking it so it doesn't, you know, clump up and get all, all chunky. And slowly, the cornstarch will work on it to thicken that up. And voila gravy there there is one other thing i normally put into the gravy and i don't know the actual name for it we always just call it the gravy potion <laughs> okay yeah yeah well, because Kroger, because hey, do you have the gravy potion well if you, <laughs> yeah it's in like the spice aisle typically or like where you know like the olive oil and the vinegar and all that is and it comes in a little brown bottle that looks like a potion bottle it's it's I think technically it's like a browning agent or whatever. Just a f- couple drops of that because a little bit goes a long way, and it just gives it a little bit of extra color, a little bit of extra extra flavor. A couple drops of that while you're doing the cornstarch thing, and really that's all there is to gravy. Like gravy all the season, yeah, all the all the seasoning and all the flavor is basically coming out of the turkey. So you really yeah. don't need to do a whole lot more with it. You're just you're just looking for a way to thicken that up to give it a gravy consistency instead of just being, you know, runny turkey water <laughs> sort of a situation. Fair. And that's pretty much that's the turkey stuffing gravy holy trilogy of Thanksgiving. I mean, obviously you're gonna make, you know, your mashed potatoes and your other stuff. That serves outside of the scope of today's show. You're on your own for that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's uh that was mighty helpful. That uh is astonishing how much you can do with a turkey or how much it takes. Um, I will probably go with your recipe as opposed to some of these other ones we're talking about, lemons and apples and so forth. I don't even want to mess around with that. Yeah, um, this, yeah. The, the, the other one seems a little bit right online. Recipe, it looks like allrecipes.com pretty much was the easy beginner's turkey with stuffing. That is mm. what I was going to go with probably. That was yeah. five steps. And they roughly talk about the same, but you're giving me small little tips and tricks. They didn't say anything about... Uh, making your uh, turkey turkey's arms uh, stand at resting whatever position army position or whatever <laughs> right, you called it right <laughs> so luckily luckily you've dropped tons of knowledge and for those that are in the similar situation as myself you listen to this back over and over uh, so you get all the juicy bits and wonderful nuggets and you know there's also a nice compliment like I would say that uh, to this episode and that is uh, episode number 15, Seasonings, in which Todd talks about his favorite seasoning. Um, no. Which that is not maybe what that gravy is about, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. Okay. So um, either way, no, thank you, Todd. That was very, very helpful. I'm going to 
sit Lightning down and say, listen, this is your, your homework today. Listen to this podcast, and we'll be ready to go for tomorrow. Good deal. Well, it, it wouldn't be a Thanksgiving episode if I didn't get a little sappy, Eric. Uh, and I just want to, before we close things up, express my gratitude to you as my co-host and as the guy who, who kicks all the ass in getting the ToddCastPodcast.com up and running. I want to express my thanks to the executive producers, Abby and Miles, for, for enhancing our lives in so many ways. Thank <laughs> you for hanging in there with us. Uh, you know, we're working on, was, was it two, three years of this fun fun times? Yeah, So there's a lot. You know, I, I appreciate you guys and just general gratitude for all the, all the good things in life that have come our way. That's that's one of the things I will will be thankful for when we're sitting around the table saying what we're thankful about. Y'all are appreciated, and I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Eric, anything you want to get sappy and, and jump on that bandwagon? Hey, you know, I'll just say ditto. That's that's how <laughs> I'll get sappy. Fair, uh, fair enough. All all the everything you said plus plus one just to, to up the ante with gravy with a baster. No, yes. I appreciate everyone. I appreciate Todd all the work you do to make this possible. Your weekends of constant editing <laughs> it's all it's all worth it i hope i hope everyone enjoys that's what i'm shooting for thanks listeners and i hope you all have a happy thanksgiving and we'll we'll talk to you again before too terribly long until then i hope you all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. if you have comments questions or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about you can let me know via twitter at cast todd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.